It's so good to be here. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Commissioner Sankey. He's been there uh, every step of the way, uh, in good and bad. And that's when you know you have um, a friend. That's when you know um, and that you have great leadership. And I definitely appreciate it. And in terms of the remarks about being a DJ and and uh, spinning records, you know, it's nice to have some tangible skills or uh, transferable skills when you're out of work. You know, that's sort of that's sort of what happens every once in a while in our business. But um, I'm just happy to be here today. I want to say hello. Uh, I'm happy I've been to be in front of you talking all things Commodore football. I want you to know this is a different looking uh, Vanderbilt football team where maturity, depth, athleticism, leadership, I mean, it's all in place for us. This year, we look to honor the legacies of both the late David Williams and Turner Cockrell for the daily impact they had, not just on this program, but on our lives. We're excited for the opportunities this season brings. Uh, the Commodores will have its hands full with a challenging home opener against the Georgia Bulldogs. Nashville's a hot city right now. Vanderbilt football, much like the city, is constantly evolving to be better. We have focused on upgrading all our areas or all the areas in our program for success in 2019. In 2018, we were able to start fast and be competitive early. After a tough midseason stretch, uh, we finished strong, hitting our stride offensively and making uh, timely defensive stops down the stretch um, to give us an opportunity for postseason play. Because of that, we earned the opportunity to play in the 2018 Texas Bowl, which was a great reward for our football team. But my program knows it's critical to finish the year with a bowl victory. Vanderbilt football is poised for strong improvements in 2019 with the momentum of spring ball, the NFL draft, and the Vandy Boys' success in the College World Series, there's a different buzz in Nashville this summer about the university and our program. Our goals are clear and the work is getting done. Fall camp and the season will be here soon and the relentless, tough, and intelligent marathon continues. Personally, I'm looking forward to the start of preseason camp because this is the deepest squad I've had in my six years at Vanderbilt. I expect to see competition across the board as we start fall camp. Jerry Godowski will be our new offensive coordinator, and Jerry has great understanding of our system, our talent, and my expectations. I think he's an ideal fit to move this offense forward. Our offense will feature the dynamic trio of running back Keyshawn Vaughn, tight end Jared Pinckney, and wide receiver Kalijah Lipscomb. These three are proven performers in this conference and deserve your all-SEC vote. Collectively, all three men came back for their final season to finish their degrees, improve their craft, and lead this team. Individually, I'd like to take a second to talk about these guys, starting with uh, Nashville homegrown product, Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, Keyshawn uh, and I have a, have a great relationship. Uh, obviously, obviously, when I started my program, Keyshawn uh, uh, saw us go through a rough first year, okay, man, and decided to go uh, away, man. But we, we always stayed in contact. Uh, you know, man, in terms of, you know, man, me cheering him on when he was at the University of Illinois, 
when when a change occurred and he decided to come back home, Keyshawn and I, you know, man, sort of rekindled that relationship. And man, I've had a chance to see this young man grow up. He did a terrific job of coming in. It's not easy to do, you know, when you're a Big Ten newcomer of the year, okay, and 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 now, man, you're forced to sit out, okay, and be a scout team running back. And I'll tell you, I mean, in my time, man, he may have been the best scout team running back I've ever coached. Okay, but with that being said, you know, Keyshawn proved when he stepped on the field a year ago, man, that he's one of the best backs in the country. Okay, man, he's a three-dimensional running back who can run, block, and catch. I mean, he can do it all. Tight end Jared Pinkney, okay, man, from Norcross High School, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, this young man played for me as a true freshman. Okay, unfortunately, man, in his first game, man, he had a shoulder injury, man, that ended it, uh, man, in his first, his, his first season as a, as a Commodore. But now, man, he's a fifth-year senior. And let me tell you, every time he stepped on the field, he's done nothing but get better. You're going to see the best of Jared Pinkney. He may be the best uh, uh, inline tight—I mean, inline blocking tight end and pass catching tight end in the country. Okay, and I make no bones about that. And last but not least, wide receiver Kalijah Lipscomb, extremely talented. Okay, man, he's in his fourth year. He started since he was a true freshman. He's played a lot of football, and I remember standing on this stage a year ago and talking about this young man. Okay, man, the possibilities of the season that he could have. So we look forward to seeing exactly what these three uh, man, guys will do in 2019 as they lead our football team. But we also have talent behind our top playmakers, including running back Jamari Wakefield and wide receivers C.J. Bowler, Chris Pierce, and Amir Rahman. I know everybody wants to talk about the quarterback position, so let's dive in. With the departure of Kyle Shermer to the NFL, Deuce Wallace and Riley Neal are competing for the starting job. They have similar skill sets, yet different strengths. Deuce is a skilled athlete who's very familiar with our offense, okay, and the weapons around him. Riley comes in having started 32 games at Ball State, where he completed 60% of his throws for 7,400 yards. The fact is, with Moe Hassan and Alan Walters, there's more talent in the quarterback room today than at any other time in my tenure as head coach. Defensively, we're bigger, longer, deeper, faster, smarter. I expect this unit to improve in Jason Tarver's second year as coordinator. We have numerous returning players who saw significant playing time last season. We expect all of them to make great strides this fall. Since the bowl game, we've emphasized tackling, stopping and run, third down efficiency, and red zone efficiency. These areas continue to be a point of emphasis for this defensive unit. We have also added veterans to our roster, including wide receiver, returner, Justice Shelton Mosley, offensive lineman Rowan Godwin, quarterback Riley Neal, cornerbacks Dante Williams and Cam Watkins, defensive lineman Eddie Zen Turner, Brandon Maddox and Malik Langham, outside linebacker LaShawn Polino Bell, and long snapper Scott Meyer. These additions make this team deeper and provide much-needed maturity and game experience in key spots. Our conditioning staff, led by James Dobson, has done a fantastic job this offseason. We have seen unbelievable gains in strength, size, and speed. James and his staff continue to create greater intensity, consistency, and culture within our program. In conclusion, our team's success will be determined by the performance of our offensive and defensive fronts. I believe we are better on both sides of the ball. 
but it's time for the offensive line, defensive line, and linebacking cores to help carry this ball club in 2019. Thank you for listening. With that being said, I'll turn it over for questions. Thank you, Coach Mason. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you, Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah. Again, we'll ask you to stand, please, and uh, give your name and affiliation. We're going to start, Coach, over here on our left on the far wall. Jimmy Hamm, Sports Radio, Knoxville. Derek, what does it mean to your program that you've been Tennessee three years in a row? Jimmy, for us, man, it, it simply means that, that, that we're relevant Okay, in the SEC's conversation. I think for us, you know, man, time and time again, you know, it's been about, you know, man, trying to make sure that we could, you know, keep up with that, that program, you know, up the road. But, you know, I mean, there's a big, there, there, there's a big, uh, uh, you know, uh, combat zone going on on the SEC east side of the, the, the conference. And right now, uh, you know, looking at Tennessee, you know, man, where they're at, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's done a good job. But, you know, man, for us, we got to continue, man, man, to make sure that we just don't focus on Tennessee. We focus on winning games in our conference. So I think, I, I believe right now, this is the best football team that I've had. I believe Tennessee, man, is making a move, man, man, to make their program better. But the reality is, you know, man, for us, it'll be about what happens in 2019. Not what happened in 16, 17, and 18. Hey, we'll stay in that same section, second row. Bob, behind uh, Hey, Hey, Derek. Uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that, hey, it, as good as Keyshawn was at Illinois, has he been even better than you thought? What, what makes him so good? And I think a lot of coaches, if a local high school guy didn't give them stronger consideration, they maybe wouldn't keep a good relationship. What? What was the key to that? And also, Tim Horton, your running backs coach, Arkansas guy, just wondering what led to bringing him and how, how Tim's fitting in for you. Man, you ask a lot in that question. Okay, man, let, let's, let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and break this question down. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, well, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, let's start there. You know, I man, Keyshawn uh, was Gatorade Player of the Year, okay, in the state of Tennessee. And when you look at – uh, you know, who he was. Man, he went to Pearl Cone High School. It was right down the road. You know, man, we developed a strong relationship, and that's one thing about me. I try to be very, very intentional about, uh, you know, relationships. Okay, man, we don't take a lot of guys, and the guys we take, I need to make sure that they fit who we are. But Keyshawn was, 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 a, was a young man who was very proud, okay, man, of being from Nashville. Okay? And, and, and for me, um, to keep that relationship you know, man, with Keyshawn and Cam, okay, I mean, and players that are in the city, okay, have always been important to me. But Keyshawn just continued to, to, to believe and watch from afar, okay, what he saw in terms of us getting a little better. Because that first year in 2014 was a rough year, and that was the year he was coming out. So when he left, I, I, I know, man, he had a mindset of, you know, maybe I need to go. But, Coach, you know, man, I appreciate who you are. And in coming back, Okay, or when he decided to come back, you know, uh, it, it, there, there was no animosity. Okay, man, I, mean, I thought he was uh, the same guy. I knew he was a talented running back. And, uh, you know, for him to know that he was going to have to sit a year, that's not easy. But I think that speaks to the essence of Keyshawn Vaughn and who he is. Keyshawn Vaughn is a young man who's, who's, who's prideful about his city. He's prideful about being a competitor. He wants to be the best at what he does. And that's been spectacular to see. And... We've become close, extremely close, and I'm, I'm thankful for that relationship and time spent. Now, as for Tim Horton, and you talk about, uh, you know, acquiring Tim from Auburn as our running backs coach, let me tell you, uh, 
there's nobody more excited uh, man, about Tim Horton than Keyshawn Vaughn. He knows who he's coached. He knows who, who he's been around. And I thought it was uh, uh, special, magical to see those two work together as we went through spring. You could tell it, it, it was teacher, okay, to student. You can tell, man, that Keyshawn was invested and bought in to everything that Coach Horton had to say. And I think that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to get great teachers, great guys who can build relationships, and, and, and that's what Coach Horton brings to the table. He's been around, okay, man, he's got lots of experience, but more than that, okay, man, man he loves teaching, he loves, he loves building young men, and that's what our program's about. We'll go right down here in front, to our left, second row, Drew. Uh, Coach Mason, uh, Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Talk about how aggressive you guys have been in the transfer portal, fortifying your roster. And then from our community, Malik Langham, you mentioned him, bringing him in from Florida. And one other young player on your team from my area, Davion Davis, and what kind of player can he be for you in the future? Okay, well, you know, in the transfer portal, you know, for us, it's, 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 it's difficult at Vanderbilt University with the academic standards, you know, in the way they are, uh, to, to look at a ton of uh, transfer students. It really is. But, you know, what we found is that, you know, when you look at the, 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 the graduate transfer opportunity, that's been spectacular for us. And that's really what I'm looking for um, at different times, just to fortify our roster with guys who have played ball games. You know, I mean, I need that. Um, you know, when you can bring in guys, men who who have had close to 150 plus, you know, cumulative starts wherever they've been, that's experience that you can't buy. So for me, uh, you know, being being aggressive and having something to offer at Vanderbilt in terms of a, a graduate degree, I think is something that's attractive to uh, an undergraduate, you know, student who's exhausted some of his eligibility. So. Uh, with that being said, that, that's, that's how I see that. Now, when you talk about, you know, Huntsville, okay, man, and the talent in Huntsville, it's been good to us. It's right down the road. I look at Davion Davis. My man is, is, is a big-time player, okay, man. He, he's going he's gonna to play, okay, in 2019, uh, you know, 300 pounds, you know, a little over six foot, 305, 300 pounds, fast, quick, aggressive. Okay, man, we need him to fortify this roster. We have more depth up front, but having talented young players like him and Malik Langham, who, who we actually recruited the year before, and it came down to us, Alabama and Florida, and, and in the end, and he chose to go to another school. But the reality is now having him in our program, uh, these two young men from Huntsville, okay, man, really give us a chance to be really good up front in the future. But these guys are good players now, and hopefully they can fortify the roster for 2019 as we get ready to tackle um, in a pretty good schedule. We'll go down here to our right on the second row near aisle. Scooter. Scooter Hobbs, Lake Charles, American Press. Uh, Coach, you've got LSU the third uh, game of the year. I've been asked by several people down there, does the Vandy Whistler come to football games? The Vandy Whistler is everywhere. You know, sometimes I think I hear him outside my window. You know, I mean, that's, that's one thing about the Vandy Whistler, man. You, you, can, you can count on him being consistent. So, um, and expect to see him, you know, at ball games. Expect to hear him. I know he's annoying uh, to y'all, but, you know, man, to us, to us at uh, Vanderbilt there on West End, he's a man. Coach, we'll go back over on this left side, about three-quarters of the way back. Morning, Derek. What's up? Uh, Adam Sparks, Tennessean. Uh, you obviously brought three proven playmakers with you today, but you, you're going to have a new quarterback, you're going to have new starters in the offensive line. How dependent are these three guys on that quarterback play and on the offensive line play to make sure you get the best out of those guys? 
Yeah, well, you know, the quarterback, I mean, we just talked about it. I mean, as I went through my opening statement about, you know, what the quarterback situation is. We've got talent at quarterback, but uh, the starting quarterback is going to be the guy, I man, who, who, can, who can win over this team. The reality is, okay, I mean, he's got enough playmakers around him. Okay, I man, we've got enough depth. Okay, I man, offensively in the skill positions where this guy, you know, I mean, has to be, you know, a great skilled quarterback, but he's also got to be a game manager, I man, who guys believe in. He's got to have those leadership qualities, man, that, that could that could take us down the field and put us put us in the end zone when needed and necessary. And that's what I'm looking for. That's why this battle is going to go probably midway through camp. Okay, when you talk about the offensive line, uh, it, it's not like our offensive line is depleted. You know, when you look at Cole Clemens, when you look at Devin Cochran, okay, and then you come back with Sage Young, and then you add a Rowan guy to that, okay, you're really only talking about replacing, you know, I mean, your offensive center. So for me, uh, as, as I look at it, uh, to have that battle going on with Grant Miller, Dan Dawkins, uh, you know, Sean McMore, okay, I mean, I've got, th I don't know how many programs have three centers, but that just really speaks to the, 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 the depth up front that we have. We finally have. Every year, I think I've come up here and said, okay, man, we, we are, we're better. We got a little more depth. This is the first year, you know, besides losing three key offensive players, where I think our offensive depth, okay, man, is going to carry this team. We're deep in all positions. Man, we've got depth across the board. Now what this is about is just figuring out this quarterback situation and getting this offensive line to jail. But I think when you have three anchors, you know, up front with a guy and, and another guy who started 30-plus games in his career, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty good bet that we're going to, you know, start the season fast and try to get off to a good start. Coach, we'll go here in the center section right in front of you. Hey, Coach. Hello. Hey, Coach. Riley Hubbard, ESPN 106.7 in Auburn. My question is, you entering your sixth season as the head coach at Vanderbilt. How much do you think this long tenure is an advantage to you both with your team and in the recruiting battle? Say that one more time. Can I catch the end of that question? You are entering your sixth season yeah. as the head coach at Vanderbilt. Right. How much do you think your long tenure is an advantage both with your team and in the recruiting race? Yeah, like when you talk about long tenure, here's what I'll tell you. Um, I've always said this to my team. Every day is a job interview, and the only thing you're running out of is time. So, you know, to be looking at a sixth you know, mid-season or heading into a sixth season, um, it, it, it really speaks to the idea that, that – uh, my mission statement is in line with the universities, okay? They're seeing the growth. They're seeing uh, uh, the maturity both on and off the field with our student-athletes, okay? I mean, and how they show themselves, how they prove themselves, and, and, and really, uh, you know, I mean, what the investment has been all the way around, uh, not just about the ball, but everything in between. You know, Vanderbilt's a 40-year decision, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk to young men. And so, uh, again, I mean, they've seen me out there on the front line, and I'm talking about not just recruits, man, but they've, my, my administration has had a chance to see me. Okay, I'm a blue-collar guy. Okay, man, I know you look at the suit and maybe the shoes and something else and say, okay, well, you know, man, Coach got swag. I do. I truly believe that. I truly believe that, but 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 I also know and understand, uh, you know, man, too, man, that uh, at a place like Vanderbilt, is special, man, and you got to be a grassroots guy. And so, man, we've been growing this thing organically. It's taking some time. I believe recruits are starting to pay attention to what's happening at schools like this because you can get more than just a football experience. You get a chance to get a degree, man. You get a chance to build a, a brand and gain a network that's second to none in this conference. So we'll go back over here to our left, Bob. Uh, hey, hey, Derek, I, I got another two-part two question. You handled the first one so well. Um, 
you know, I, I guess we don't know who's going to win your quarterback job, but you guys could possibly be one of five SEC schools to have a grad transfer start at quarterback. How do you feel about that trend? And then also, you guys got to play Georgia, Purdue, and LSU to open the season. Uh, that's a pretty tough way to start. How, how do you feel about that? Okay, well, you know, talking about the possibility of a grad transfer quarterback, uh, you know, miss starting. I, I truly believe nowadays that's really what the, the, the portal has done, and that's where college football is. I know it seems to be uh, you know, prevalent in the FCC, but I think it's prevalent across college football. Every team's trying to get better, and, and you know, in this day and age, um, I mean, you, you see a lot of programs stack up the quarterback position, and guys you know, look up and they say, well, you know, maybe I need to look at a different opportunity. Or but you see young men who, who wanted bigger opportunities when they came out of high school, okay, man, but decided to go to these schools, um, and they, they, they spent four years, they got their undergraduate degree, and now they feel like they want to take their talents elsewhere. You know, I'm, I'm not against that, you know. I mean, when you look at uh, a free agency, it wasn't a part of college football, uh, you know, two years ago, now it is. And so with that being said, uh, you know, the platform to give the student-athlete an opportunity to find the best fit, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, when you talk about the schedule, okay, I man, and where we're at, um, I love this schedule. I really do. Um, it gives this team a chance to test itself early. You know, you want to, if, if you think you have a good football team, what you want to do is be tested early. And so uh, I think as I was uh, talking with uh, Commissioner Sankey and, you know, we, we had a chance to have a conversation about, you know, what the season, you know, could be after we ended last season. Uh, I knew, we, I knew the schedule may be tough. I didn't realize after I got the conference schedule uh, games to come out how tough it will be, and that's a good thing. We get a chance to test ourselves early. Um, these games with Georgia, Purdue, okay, I mean, and LSU, two of those at home. Uh, I mean, I think we'll do this football team some good and uh, give us a chance to see what the Commodores have in 2019. Go to the back of the center section over here to our left in the very back row. Hey, Derek, Brooks Cabina from The Advocate. Uh, you mentioned the transfer portal earlier. Um, so you kind of look more for uh, graduate transfers and things like that. Whenever you're looking through there, um, how much of a factor is it whether you can get a guy a, a waiver for the year and what, what with the new waiver rules for this upcoming season? Just what are your kind of thoughts on that? Well, you know, waivers, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a ton of guys man, that have waivers. They're a graduate transfer, I and mean, they've graduated, and there's an opportunity for them to move forward. So with that being said, like I said, the platform, okay, man, is now open, okay? Um, I, I, I can tell you just like I, I, I just said, the reality for us is now, you know, with young men looking to leave, and we don't have a lot of attrition at Vanderbilt, but this year, I mean, I had, you know, two guys that decided to leave, um, and they, they hadn't played it a lot. They wanted opportunities to go elsewhere. They felt like uh, depth on the roster, okay, uh, at their position, okay, didn't, didn't necessarily, uh, you know, give them an opportunity to step on the field, okay, and, and compete in 2019. And so they decided to go elsewhere. But they had degrees doing so, okay, and, and I'm for that. Um, Mr. David Williams, uh, my late mentor, you know, was all about, you know, social justice and the idea of making sure that we get it right, you know, for athletes. And I think, you know, like this is one of those things, you know, without having to go through a ton of waivers and do, uh, you know, I mean, a bunch of a bunch of jumping through hoops, 
you know, having the, having this, you know, platform to be able to move as a graduate student to a place where you can continue to get a, 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 a graduate education and, and not be penalized is where we need to be in 2019. Okay, we'll stay in the center section, back right, Mike. Uh, Mike Griffith, AJC uh, Dog Nation. Coach, you opened with George at 7.30, a night game, home night game to open the season. Um, kind of a two-part question. One, um, what do you think that game environment is going to be like? I know a lot of Georgia fans are going to try and travel up and take over Nashville. We'll see how that goes. And then two, you mentioned uh, in our conversation yesterday, you had an opportunity to spend some time with Kirby Smart. And I guess I was wondering if you could share what some of those conversations and fun times were like. Yeah, I, I know... I know that Georgia Bunch travels well, but um, this ball game, this ball game is going to have a pretty, pretty well attended crowd by Vanderbilt University. I mean, that's that's what we're looking for. Uh, our athletic di director, Malcolm Turner, has done a really good job. Okay, in his first six months of fortifying, you know, what our marketing plan will be exactly, you know, man, what we're looking to do in terms of, you know, enhancing the experience and understanding that that you know, man, people people. People want to see good SEC football. Georgia's a big game, and uh, I, I, I think we're going to turn out in spades, so I look forward to that with Kirby. Um, and I love Kirby. Kirby, Kirby and I, uh, you know, man, have, a, have, have you know, a, a, a lot of defensive background, a lot of defensive history, a lot of things that we like uh, that are very, very similar. So uh, for us, we had a chance to spend some quality time uh, with the Nike trip down to Mexico, and and I, to me, man, it's like a brother. I mean, you meet people sometimes, and and you realize, man, that you 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 got a lot in common. Uh, and, you know, similar goals. Uh, I mean, you see football the same way, you see life the same way, and all you're trying to do is move young men from where they are to where they need to be. And that's what our conversations were about. Our wives had a chance to spend time uh, with one another, and I, I I truly believe, man, that that was that that was an enjoyable time for me because in this profession, rarely do you get a chance, especially with guys in your conference. To, to, to spend that type of time, you know, away from everybody where you can talk about, you know, ball, but really all things life, all things children, all things opportunities uh, uh, to gain, you know, philosophical wisdom and, and understand people better. Coach, we'll go over here on our left alongside the wall. Hey, Coach Vince Ferrara, the sports animal in Knoxville. How you doing? I'm good. Hope you are. Yeah. Um, when you have expertise on one side of the ball and you're not the, the coordinator on that side of the ball, how much of the play calling is handled during the week preparing for situations versus game day when the action is live? You know, here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, for me, Vanderbilt didn't hire Derek Mason to be a defensive coordinator. They hired Derek Mason to be a head coach. Okay, and early in my tenure, I had to make some decisions. I made those decisions. We moved in a different direction. I took over the defense, and then I've moved. I, 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 I've since had the opportunity to hire Jason Tarver as the coordinator. Okay, with that being said. Uh, we both understand each other, okay? I walk into the offensive room, I walk into the defensive room, I walk into the special teams room. I walk into every room, okay? Everybody gets my fair share of attention, okay? It's not just the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's important, okay? And I think that's how our team has grown. You know, it's hard, it's hard to grow when all you do is stay on one side of the ball. And I think when you look at most coaches, men who've gone that way in our conference, eventually they move out and they get back to the seat of head coach because they realize everybody needs their attention. So that's really what I've done, uh, you know, man, with that. What was the second part of that question? Is that good? Okay. 
All right, we have time for two more. We'll start over here on the back of the right-hand section. Hey, Derek. Adam Kramer from uh, Bleacher Report. You talked a bit about Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, specifically, what would you say is his greatest strength and asset as a back and everything you saw last year? Thank you. Well, the biggest thing that you see about Keyshawn uh, is that when he touches the ball, it's hard to tackle. I mean, the young man's dynamic. I, I, if, if you ask me, you know, I mean, how fast he runs, I don't know. 4.36, you know, I mean, 4.39, you know, at 220 pounds, I mean, he, he's, he's fast. I mean, faster, faster than any running back that I've seen since I've been there. And I think we've had, I mean, I mean Ralph Webb's pretty fast. But this young man can go. I mean, when you look at his ability to, to, to go zero to 60, I've seen him reverse field. I've seen him, you know, cut back across the grain and outrun angles. How often do you see that? He can make a guy miss in the hole. He can run over you. He can run around you. Um, I mean, he's got, you know, really good hands. Okay, he's patient. And I think man, he's gotten even better, okay, man, under Tim Horton and understanding how to play without the football. And I think that's, that's, that's the best of what we're going to see in Keish, in, from Keyshawn Vaughn in 2019. So I'm excited, and uh, you should be too because you get a chance. You're going to get a chance real soon to see a really good running back. Take one final question over here on the left, on the near aisle. Hey, Derek, Joe Rexford from the Tennessee. What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, of those three seniors, was Jared the most surprising to you in terms of returning this year? Uh, what were those discussions like, and, and what can he be as a senior this season? Well, um, Jared was surprising. I think, I think they all were surprising. You know, Jared, Jared, Jared was probably the most surprising in the simple fact that um, we we we've always had a good relationship, and Jared's, Jared's never really said a lot. Okay, uh, I mean he's always been about his business, but he finally came to me, you know, afterwards, and he just wanted to sit down and have a conversation, just me and him. And he asked me my thoughts, and I'm sure between family and other people, there 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 were, you know, probably a lot of people in his ear about you know what he needed to do. He just wanted my honest opinion, and I told him I said. I think you're a, 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 a first or second round draft pick. I do. But listen, you, you do what you got to do. I get it. Everybody's got different situations. Um, then I think he spent some time with his, his players. And I think it was guys on the defensive side of the ball that came to him. Guys like Dimitri Moore and Dio, okay, Frank Coppett, Tay Daly. I think those guys, you know, wanted these guys to stay. They loved who Jared was as a leader. Jared has always been willing to, to call out mediocrity in the locker room, always. And, 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 and I think sometimes, you know, when you look at, you know, men players, it's very easy for a guy to say, man, you know what, I'm, it's, it's time for me to move on, it's time for me to go, uh, you know, but I've done my part. But I think Jared realized that it was unfinished business for him. I think he realized that he wanted to leave this place better than the way he found it and leave a bigger mark, not just, okay, man, going to two bowl games, you know, haven't won one yet. There's unfinished business for that guy. Man, he's a good football player. He's a better leader, and he knows exactly what we need. But more than that, he really just surprised me with, with, with his words of wisdom and the things that, that happened in that conversation. And I'm just so proud of that young man for, for, for giving this program a chance uh, to move, hopefully, his career forward. But, but, but more than that, hopefully giving me a chance to spend six more months with a really good young man. And Coach Mason, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you.